Well, here we are uh, back at Radio Entrepreneurs. My name again, Jeffrey Davis, and I'm the host. And we continue to stream stories of uh, business, leadership, entrepreneurship, and strategy during these times of constant change. And I assume in the next two to three years, we'll have more change than, than we think that we experienced in the last year as uh, things change. And our next guest is Andy Lee, Director and COO, Vincere Bio Biosciences. Welcome, Andy. Thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here. Thank you. So why don't you tell us about Vincere Biosciences? What, what, what do you do? Yeah, we're developing small molecule therapeutics for diseases of aging, like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Uh, it's all aided by a unique patented uh, computer simulation platform. Uh, but ultimately, we now know that biological age is modifiable and diseases of aging like Parkinson's are tied to some core mechanisms that uh, that we think we've got drugs in the pipeline to uh, to fix now. And is there a lateral use so I can keep my sports, uh, my athleticism at a young age? I think so. I mean, there, there are certainly some things that are starting to, uh, you know, reverse biological age. Um, and, you know, we're, we're specifically focused on improving mitochondrial health. So you, you probably all remember from high school, mitochondria are the powerhouses of the cell. Um, they also do a lot of other things as far as like sensing uh, viral invasions and um, triggering inflammation and other things. And as we age, they, the, the network of mitochondria becomes dysfunctional and the processes that are naturally there to clean up damaged mitochondria uh, don't work as efficiently as they do when you're young. So the drugs that we have make that happen more quickly. So the recycling can happen and you can, you can keep the, the healthy cells. Healthy cells are healthy systems. So how far along are we, are you, not we, in terms of making this something that's usable by the, by the public? We're expecting to start our first uh, human clinical trials within about two years, uh, testing the compounds in animal models right now. And um, so far, everything's looking good. So our, our plan is to start a FDA approved uh, path for Parkinson's disease. Uh, but, you know, as kind of suggested by the link to core aging, I think there's a lot of other areas that uh, this might apply. So we're also looking for other indications and may start to um, kind of look at those clinical options and, and maybe some consumer options um, all, all in parallel. I, you know, I'm not trying to belittle what you're saying, but as you're talking, you make me think about my friend sitting to my back left, who's 15 years old, my pet dog. <laughs> and the applicability to pets who, who don't seem to have as long a life. Yeah, there, it's a really interesting area. And so, um, you know, we've done, researchers have demonstrated in the lab the ability to increase lifespan in fry, flies and worms and mice and, and other things. So it, it's pretty clear that this is uh, doable. Um, there, there's actually another company called Loyal that is working on uh, longevity drugs for dogs. They actually just started a trial for that, for that process, um, for the first, uh, first new drugs for that. It's an interesting idea. And, you know, if you think about one of the challenges of testing longevity drugs for humans is that we live so long. So to show conclusively that you've increased lifespan or slowed down aging may take, you know, decades. Whereas in a, um, in, in a dog, you may be able to see, you know, you're, you're looking at trying to get a couple of years extra out of a 15 year span. 
you know, you can you can see you can prove the efficacy of that on longevity much faster. So it, it's certainly something that the the longevity community is looking at, and um, you know, for one, it proves that the compounds are safe and effective in um, mammals, but also it has that direct uh, benefit. We've all we've all lost our uh, pets that that we've been close to. It's it's a painful process, and you know anything that we can do to keep them healthy longer is is certainly uh, going to be in high demand. Well, and I know people spend unlimited amounts of money on their pets. It's yeah. it, it's a it's amazing. You know what what people will spend for the better dog food or the uh, you know all of the the medical treatments if if things go wrong uh, really gets up there fast. So oh. I, I think there's definitely a huge market there. My wife and I represent that remark, and uh, but I want to know because this really is about you know science fiction living today. How did you get into this field? It's so it sounds so exciting at arm's length, and I'm sure day to day it's grueling. But how did you get into it? What is it about you? Were you were you that science kid sitting beside me in class I wanted to cheat off of as a kid? <laughs> uh, it's actually an interesting story. So my background is computer science and software engineering. Um, so, you know, probably, yeah, in the math classes, that was, that was me. Um, uh, and so I, I've gone through a few industries of, you know, trying to optimize workflows and, and make processes run better. And, and you've done that through um, eliminating government bureaucracy or improving uh, fintech. And, you know, about uh, seven years ago, uh, had an idea to, to do this. And actually, my co-founder is my wife, who is a neuroscientist. Uh, she was doing Parkinson's disease research, and we started looking at the massive amounts of new discovery coming out and the, uh, the, the, the advances in computer technology to do massively parallel computing. And so there, there's this convergence coming where in the next couple of years, we're going to have enough power to crunch that data to make new insights that, that can really change the way we develop drugs. Uh, so that's where we started tinkering nights and weekends to, to build a, a simulation platform that could uh, predict biological outcomes. And uh, doing that for a couple of years led us to uh, understanding what the core root cause of Parkinson's is, uh, which then we were able to find small molecule therapeutics that could modulate those, those pathways. Uh, and that's when uh, Vinceri was formed to, to actually go full on with the biotech route to develop these small molecules. Uh, so uh, interestingly, along that way, you know, starting with like, how can we find the best target to slow the progression of Parkinson's really led us down this rabbit hole of aging being one of the root mechanisms and age being modifiable and realization that, uh, you know, Parkinson's disease is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, we are, we are imminently at this point where, uh, human longevity will be uh, changed uh, where we can we can take actions and you know one of the first things that we're looking at on that, that that's really important is the ability to track biological age um, you know it's it's becoming quite clear that calendar age and biological age are not the same thing and being able to measure that with a simple um, blood or saliva test or something that can can measure how old are you biologically uh, is going to be the key to you know I think really gaining adoption on some of these some of these approaches uh, and we all we all feel it right you know you you look in the mirror some days and you're like 
man, that was a, a rough night. I aged 10 years, uh, you know, yesterday and you get up some days and you feel like, wow, I, you know, I think I'm getting younger. Everything is moving in the right direction. Uh, it doesn't so, happen too often anymore. Mostly I just say, who's that ugly old man? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think we all, uh, you know, feel that, that sort of thing accelerating. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can get some things that can slow that down. You know, it's also exciting, but then I just found out that you're also uh, part of the majority of businesses in America. You're a family-owned business. We are. I noticed your your family business uh, links there, and I think that's kind of interesting. It's it's a rarity in the startup world, and and more so in the um, the biotech space. Biotech family business. I assume also a funded company. We are that type of. So you're really ticking off all the boxes that. <laughs> It, 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 for an, an entrepreneurial story, aren't you? Yeah, it, it was interesting. You know, we started talking uh, kind of around the same point. We were looking at this and and what the right format for this this was. And you know, there are there are some husband wife teams that are in the academic space. There there's some you know you know, uh, you know great examples you know out there. Um, Pierre and Marie Curie is the the famous one everybody knows about, right? Uh, and uh, still a lot of those around. But then looking at you know, I'd seen the the red tape in big corporate environments, and we see that in the, the big pharma worlds. And so we looked at, you know, if we really want to advance this science, are we better off doing that through academic positions, through corporate positions, through a nonprofit that we can then funnel into research? And and ultimately thought, you know, this the structure of a independent business allows us to move really quickly at these early stages. And we still have all of the opportunities available for grant funding that we would have if we were a nonprofit or an academic. We still have to raise the funds ourselves like we would if we were a PI in a, in a university. Um, and But yet we have the independence that we wouldn't have in either of those other two spaces. So I think I think the, the structure works out quite well. Um, you know, have been able to raise investment and grants um, and corporate partnerships. Uh, so I, I think it, I think this is a new model that is kind of starting to gain some traction as an alternative for you know PhD researchers that are coming out of the field. It, it was always you know you got to graduate, do a postdoc, and go into industry or you go into academia. And, and I think entrepreneurship is a path that a lot of uh, new graduates should should take a serious look at. Well, I, I think that everybody uh, has been chasing the fountain of youth since the beginning of time. For sure. And I hope that your technology out the, you know, uh, progresses faster than I deteriorate and find the whole topic to be very interesting and exciting and hope that you will continue to talk with radio entrepreneurs and come back to us as you progress. Definitely. Uh, until that time, if somebody wants to know more about your business and what you're doing, is there a way that we can connect with the company? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our website is vinceribio.com uh, and we've got a lot of information there. Um, I'm also uh, active on Twitter uh, and can, can share my, it's just my name, Andy D. Lee. Uh, so if uh, anybody wants to look me up there, I'm happy to, to chat. Great. Very exciting to talk with you. And I do want, I do want you to come back again and remind everybody that we are speaking with Andy Lee, director and COO of Vincere of Biosciences. Uh, pretty exciting story. And uh, remind everybody, this is Radio Entrepreneurs. Thanks, Jeff. Andy, great.